Welcome to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Botero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Today I have Justin Wynn. He is the host of the Dumb and Young podcast, as well as the CEO of Get Your Grind Up, and he is a LinkedIn consultant. And I'm excited for today's episode because I've actually known Justin for a short amount of time, but since I've known him, Justin has provided so much value already in my life. So other things that you've been seeing on my LinkedIn in the last couple of weeks it's all of Justin's advice. And so he's provided so much value in the way that I do LinkedIn and even marketing my podcast that I wanted him to come to the show because I think he's going to provide so much value to you as a student on how to properly use LinkedIn to market yourself, the brand you. And so without further ado, Justin, my friend, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Justin, you know, share a little bit about you and about what you do, what your podcast is about, and what your Get Your Grind Up brand <laughs> is all about. Definitely, definitely. So basically, a little bit about me. I'm the CEO of Get Your Grind Up, and that kind of came out as a little bit of a joke at the very beginning. So I'm of an Asian descent, Vietnamese, and people used to always say, oh, Justin, you just get good grades because you're Asian. And like, it's a great stereotype to have, don't get me wrong. But it's like, it's a little bit of banter between me and my friends. I would show them of my late night studying, my going to networking events to get these internships and everything like that. And at the end, I would say, get your grind up. And so through all that, people started liking it. And then my girlfriend and my best friend were like, let's turn this into something serious. So we did, and we have like a whole brand around it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're on it. And we just give the, the tips and tricks on how to succeed down the quote unquote traditional path. So think of like going to school, going, getting a corporate job and moving up the ladder and everything like that. That leads us to the Young and Dumb podcast, which is focused on the untraditional path to success. So think of like influencers, entrepreneurs, dropping out of college, dropping out of high school, everything like that and finding a way to succeed. So dumb stands for dedicated, up and coming, motivated and bold. And we interview everyone around that topic. So yeah, and that kind of, that's kind of where LinkedIn came into everything because we just see LinkedIn as gr a growing platform and it's just been beautiful to grow on there. And if you have not l ever heard of Justin and his podcast, I would just highly, highly encourage you to listen to it. He has some amazing guests and he is just very good at interviewing him and his co-host do a great job at getting the best content out of those amazing guests and um, it's a podcast that anybody should listen to, even if you're not necessarily a student, um, you're going to get something out of it. And so, Justin, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that you recently graduated and that all your brands and everything that you're talking about, you're not just talking to talk, but you also walk to talk. And the fact that you graduated this December, had job offers from the four big accounting firms, and you decided to work on your business instead of going the conventional path and working for a top company. So walk us through why you decided to do that. Yeah, so it was definitely a hard decision coming from immigrant parents, 
they didn't necessarily agree fully with it because it's like in the, the immigrant traditional paths, like you go to school, you find a job and you stick with it because that's your way out. And like, I commend my parents for being able to escape Vietnam and come over here and their story is amazing, but I needed to find my own journey. So the, I did my interviews and everything like that, got the job offer doing consulting and I realized it wasn't for me because I, when I looked back and I was like, okay, what I really want to do is impact the education system. I want to really help students that kind of look like me and go through the same situations like me so I can help them succeed that route because I see many people with my similar background going different routes. And I don't want that to happen because a lot of them don't necessarily follow their dreams. They follow their parents' dreams. And I want to be a showcase to people like, hey, your parents are great. You got to respect them, obviously, but they don't necessarily always know what's right for you because they don't live your life. You live your life. So with that, I did, I was like, all right, I looked at my time and saw that consulting was going to take a lot of my time. So what I wanted to do was take a step back, figure out a different way to make money, but put it all towards young and dumb and get your grind up because that's the end goal at the end of the day. I love it. So you, for you to have gotten job offers from four of the best companies you could work for right out of college, you had to have done some stuff right in college. And so if this podcast at the end of the day is about helping students master their college to career transition, what are some top advice that you can give the audience? So what I would say if you're a student out there and if you can't get that first internship or if you're working on getting that second, third internship at more reputable firms, just try something else on the side. The reason that I started getting internships was because I started the Young and Dumb podcast and Get Your Grind Up movement. It added a resume point and it added credibility to me. And even if you start, if you're especially if you're in marketing, right, you can start a website. You can bring traffic there. You have results to show. And a lot of students that have a 4.0 GPA and maybe they're a part of clubs and everything like that, they don't necessarily have something to show that's credible. But if you're able to build a website that brings in 1,000, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 people every single day, then that shows to whoever you are marketing yourself to that you've actually done it. You're not saying you have the potential to do it. You've done it already. And that's what makes you more credible than the person next to you that may have a quote unquote better GPA or better looking resume than you. You can make yours look better by leveraging things that you do that aren't school oriented. No, I love it. I think, you know, when you look at it in the other side, if I am an employer and I've actually been on both sides of the table and I've been on campuses recruiting college students, when I'm looking to hire a student, it's all about can that, st- it's, at the end of the day, every hire that a company makes is an investment. And like any investment, you want to have a good return on your investment. And it's all about making sure that you minimize the risk that the person that I, that I hire is one, gonna do a good job at the role, and two, is not gonna leave in the first two years because then I lose my investment. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a student and you come to me and you have a portfolio or if you have examples of you've actually already done the work, you take a lot of that risk and you become a better and safer investment. And so as a company, if you come to me and I wanna hire a marketing student and you've done a great job marketing yourself, then it becomes a no-brainer. And I think that's why you found so much success and definitely commend you on that. And you did a good job on LinkedIn, right? And so you are a LinkedIn ambassador. You, you do consulting on LinkedIn. 
Let's dive into the topic of LinkedIn and how students can utilize LinkedIn to not only market themselves, but research and everything else. So yeah, definitely. So LinkedIn, the pro- the problem that LinkedIn is having right now is overcoming their old stereotype of being just a platform for people's resumes and job finding. What it's slowly becoming is a platform where you can produce content on. And you might be thinking, okay, so maybe it's just for business people, right? No. And that's actually wrong. So yes, if you're in finance, if you're in marketing, if you're um, in business management, it can help you very well. But if you're an engineering student and you're creating content around the uh, the object that you've designed or the design project that you're building in your senior project, that's amazing for employers to see. Or maybe you're a writing student, an English student, and you're starting to create written articles on LinkedIn that might be a little geared towards business, but have tangible benefits to everyone around you. Then that gives you more credibility in the English space too. There's teachers on there, there's professors, there's engineers, there's business professionals. Everyone has a LinkedIn profile and it's starting to become what I like to call Instagram and YouTube, but five years ago. So imagine all the YouTube influencers that you know now, all the Instagram people that you know now, but imagine that in a more professional sense, and that's what LinkedIn is doing now. I love it. So what are, let's start with a student from the beginning, and we'll do some basic, let's talk about some basic strategies that students can implement, and then we'll dive into some more of the advances, right? So right now, I'm a student. I do not have LinkedIn, or if I do, it's pretty basic. What are some top three things that I need to have on my profile page? So the top three things first, you have to make sure your profile is an all-star profile. So LinkedIn has this kind of setting where it tells you if you're like a beginner, intermediate, um, expert, and all-star, make sure you go through all the steps to make it an all-star before you start trying to optimize it and everything like that. So once you have the all-star profile set up, then you can start looking at a little bit more tactic stuff. Make sure that you have student in your profile. You'll be able to get meetings with people that you never thought you'd been, you would be able to speak to on mm-hmm. LinkedIn just because you're a student. People love helping students because they feel kind of good about themselves and either you're from their alma mater or if you're just a student in general, they want to like mentor yeah. you. They just get a good sense of feeling. So if you have student in your profile or like aspiring student in this field, it helps you out get meetings with C, um, C-level executives. Yep. And then third thing that I would say on LinkedIn is produce some sort of content, whether it's written, whether it's a status update, whether it's a video. Whatever it is, just try something out because you never know what you're going to like. I didn't think I was going to be producing over 100 videos last year, but I did. And that's just because one day I decided like, oh, let me start doing it. And it just kind of popped off from there. Okay. And so let's talk a little bit about the summary page because that your LinkedIn is now becoming more viewed than your resume. And it really is already, right? Mm -hmm. So what should students include in the summary? You have to think of it as a landing page, right? So whenever you go to your favorite website to buy something, Amazon, uh, Abercrombie, Hollister, wherever you're shopping at. People are still going to Abercrombie and Hollister. You'd be surprised. I don't mean, I don't know what the audience really is listening to or is shopping at, but those places are still in malls and they're doing better than Macy's. So people are shopping there, obviously. But when you look at those websites, what pops off at the front is the headliner stuff big sale or um, closeout event. What you want to do on your profile is highlight anything big in those first three sentences that show up on your resume. 
Before it says see more. Yeah, before it says see more, exactly. Yep. So those first three sentences, I forget how many characters it is. I think it's like 200 characters. You have to make those important. So if you're a marketer and you've built a website that has X amount of views on it, put that in your first headliner. I'm a student at UCF that's gotten 50,000 views on my website um, over the past month or so. That's huge. That's what people want to see. And then they click more, and then that's when you hit them with everything else on your resume because they're interested. You have to hook them in, and then you give them the evidence to support like, okay, this guy is even more credible than what he just said in these first three lines. I love it. And then when you're talking about you know your experiences, as a student, what should you put in your experiences? Should you put, I was secretary of the student organization as a job or should, where should you put, um, should you put that in community service or organizations? Walk us through on how you can buff up your LinkedIn if maybe you don't have that much experience. Yeah, so I like to, people, when a lot of people, when they look at LinkedIn, especially the summary, they look at bullet, they look for bullet points and th quick things like that. The problem for me with that is it's great, but that's the same thing as your resume and they're just gonna see that down below. What you should be doing in your summary is giving the reader an experience. So even if you're someone who has just done volunteer work and you don't have any key resume, big points, quote unquote, you can tell that story that you were helping out this family in the Central America and you helped build houses and that people will resonate to that. You don't think people will, but people will. And you'll be surprised. Like I tell people to say that they're an immigrant or whatever background that they're from, you need to highlight that because all it takes is one person to resonate with your story and that's how you get the interview and that's what you connect with and that's how you get the job at the end of the day. I love it. Let's talk about um, you know, the, the, right, the picture, the banner. Uh, what do you recommend students put in there um, as well as... Um, any other things that you think the students need to do on their page? Yeah, definitely. So at the beginning, your banner and your photo, you need to have those. Um, if someone is just coming across your profile and they get the, the blanket, just blue background with like a no figurehead, it's, it's very hard because then you can't connect with the person, right? It's just like you. Are you going to imagine if you're – think about this situation. Do, you, do people regularly go on blind dates? No. Usually they don't, and that's usually like kind of a last resort for the most part. People usually like to meet the person ahead or like they see a face before they do anything. Same thing with LinkedIn. And a common theme that you're going to hear me talk about is telling your story. And you're going to need to perfect that because that's what you're doing on this landing page is telling your story. So if you've done volunteer work and that's your resume, put that as your banner. You volunteering, you building a house, you helping out at the local shelter, whatever it is. And then your picture has to be a clean picture of you that um, encompasses your personal brand. If you're someone who's very, um, very businessy and loves the suit and tie look, that's what you do. But if you're someone who's looking for like a startup or something along that field, then maybe you don't need the button up suit and tie and you can go more of a tech feel. So it all goes down to what industry you're trying to go to and optimizing it for that. I love it. Okay, let's talk about this. Now, I, I, I'm an all-star profile, right? Great. Everything you, you shared, we, I, I took in action on it. But now I'm a student and I don't have a lot of connections, mm -hmm. right? How do I start building connections and actually meaningful connections? Definitely. So what I did at the very beginning 
is I would connect with everyone who would send connection requests to me and I would send a message out to them saying, hey, my name is Justin Wynn. Love what you're doing with X, Y, and Z. I would love to learn more about your story. People who respond, well, that's when you know that either A, they're very active on LinkedIn and B, they're interested in you because they responded. So when then you start having a conversation of like learning about their story or sometimes they want to hop on a call and that's when you build the relationship there. Yep. So start there and especially on LinkedIn, you want to get past that 500 connection mark just because it looks a little cleaner on your on your page. And it's, instead of saying see connections and giving like an 89 or 102, it says 500 plus. No matter if you have 501 or 10,000, all it says is 500 plus. Yep. I love it. And one thing I, and I'm actually going to do a whole new, a whole nother episode on how you can use LinkedIn to find your dream job and doing research on companies. But I would also recommend you creating a list of companies that you want to work for and start connecting with people who work on those companies. Right. Um, and then that way you start networking, engaging with their content, but that is actually another topic on itself. What I want to concentrate this episode on is how you build your personal brand on LinkedIn because once you build your personal brand, then it's a lot easier and you'll get a lot more engagement back and responses back. It makes it easier for you to network out of it. So let's talk a little bit about different examples of content that students should be creating. Because I think when I talk to a lot of students and I tell them that they need to start posting on LinkedIn, they feel like they have no value to provide to the LinkedIn community. And they feel like I'm not an expert at anything, so why should I be posting? But let's talk about documenting your journey versus teaching somebody how to do something when you don't know how to do it. Most definitely. I, and I think it's a common problem. It's a problem I had at the very beginning. It's like, all right, I'm 20 years old. What value can I provide to a 40 successful year old CEO? The difference is you're 20 years old and you're going through the college process. And the value that you can provide is only things that you've done. The thing is, we tend to think that we haven't done a lot. But we have done a lot, whether it's volunteering, whether it's working, interning, whatever it is. If you talk about that experience, people are going to be interested because people love to learn about the millennial and Gen Z mindset, especially in the workforce. So if you had an internship and you didn't like the company culture, you don't have to mention the company that you interned for, but you can talk about that. Or if you really liked it, then you can talk about why you liked it. Because other companies are looking for millennial and Gen Z minds, especially in the business world. One of my internships was actually um, rearranging one of the real estate sites of the internship that I worked or the company I worked at into more of a millennial and Gen Z-esque design. So they were really intrigued on everything that I did with the podcast and all this stuff because I have more information on that than they do because we're interacting with more people that are between the ages of 18 to 25 than a 40 year old who is a C executive level exec. I love it. So I also, what about the fact that they could document their journey, like their, their day to day in terms of not necessarily every day, but an experience they had in class or today I learned this and it made this impact or I started reading this book and here's my thoughts on this book, my, my, my self-reflection on that book. Um, I, w- I love seeing students and I've seen this more often now about them sharing their lessons and what they learn and seeing them grow in front of my eyes. And if I started following a student and I see their post throughout a semester, I can see that at the end of the semester, they're a whole different person. Because people want to hire students that are coachable. 
And so what are some of the, what are some different types of uh, things that they could be posting that shows that to empl future employers? Yeah, so let's say you're in class and you had a professor that had a great piece of knowledge and he gave you a quote that's just stuck in your head. You can write a written post about that quote. Do some little research on where maybe where it came from or how it impacted you and write a little anecdote. Bam, that's one post right there. Or if you want to go video, then you can talk about, okay, Professor X talked about um, how you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable today. This is amazing. And I, I did more research on it and I found out a guy named Lewis Howes and he talks about this all the time. And I'm going to start listening to the Lewis Howes podcast. You might think that that's not interesting, but to the older generation, they're interested because they're like, okay, why is this person who's 20 years old interested in being uncomfortable? Why is this person who's 20 years old interested in a person named Lewis Howes? And then they start looking up Lewis Howes and they start researching, researching, researching. You have to look at yourself as when you're young as a trendsetter, right? Because think about it. We're going to be 40 years old one day. We're going to be 60 years old one day. And as we start to get older, that means our impact is going to get greater for the most part. So if you can catch the trend, if the 40-year-old can catch the trend now, then that means they're ahead of the curve and they can learn from you. I love it. So we talked a lot about some basics um, on LinkedIn. What are some advanced topics or advice that somebody who may already been doing everything we've shared so far can do and take their LinkedIn level to, to the next level? Yep. So whenever you want to connect with someone, view their profile first and write a personalized connection. You would think that's common knowledge, but very rarely do people actually send personalized connections. So that's A. B, if you want a real tactic, let's say you want to work for, if you're in finance and you want to work for one of the big banking firms, this is how you get a job there. Let's say you're in your junior year, so you've got a whole year before you can get hired. Connect with every person in recruiting, every person in public relations, every person in um, like an entry-level job from Goldman, from Chase, from um, any other hedge funds that you want to work for, right? And then over this next year, target your content towards finance because then you start building credibility with the people who are following you. And those are going to be the people who are... Who, who are going to be hiring you. So once you build that credibility, then it's much easier to leverage that in an interview and you never know who's sitting at the other um, uh, other side of that interview table. It might be someone who read one of your one of your articles or watched one of your videos and that'll help you immensely. I love it. I want to talk about a section on LinkedIn that, you know, is not talked about a lot, but it can be extremely powerful when about building your personal brand and that's the recommendation section. Um, in the past, you know, we used to have letters of recommendation. As LinkedIn was trying to build, you know, become like the, the resume of the future, they've added recommendations. How do you encourage students to, how would you, how would you give advice to students to build their recommendation section so that when other people are looking and see what type of character, or what type of student there is, it actually shows? Yeah, so I would, I would say for this portion, you need to find once you start building your network and you've gotten up to like 500,000 people, 2,000 people, start going through and picking out your best relationships with whoever. They don't necessarily need to be the most highly rated people or like the most quote unquote successful people, executives or whatever. They just need people, they just necessarily need to be people that have a good relationship with you. 
Because if you're getting a, a recommendation from, let's say you get two recommendations, one from a C executive uh, exec, but it's very subpar, right? That's great that you got one from a C executive rep, but he just doesn't have much knowledge on you. And you can't really tell a good story. But let's say you get someone who's in recruiting and they tell an amazing story about you, how you aced an interview with them, how you were able to tell your story and how much work you're doing with the firm now. That I feel would rank more in a recruiter's eyes than someone than a, a resume recommendation from someone who has, quote unquote, a higher position in the firm. I love it. Any other area of LinkedIn that maybe we haven't even covered that could be very useful for the students? Uh, endorsements, a, uh, a little hack on how to get endorsements is once you start building relationships with people, you can actually go to their profile and endorse them on a few of their things that you know that they're good at. And they usually will in turn go to your profile and endorse you on some similar things that you're pretty good at too. So that's just kind of like you help me, I help you type of thing. And you both get uh, value from it. I love it. Um, I think this information has been great as a student that needs that I leveraged LinkedIn and I know how powerful it is. It is probably the most important social media platform for a student when it relates to them helping them get their job. Um, their LinkedIn is so important and making sure that you, you keep it updated, that you are actually, you know, brag, brag about yourself on LinkedIn. Talk about everything you've done from your volunteering experience, from all the organizations that you're part of. You can actually even go and take uh, LinkedIn learning because LinkedIn acquired lynda.com, which if I believe, and I have to double check this, depending on your university, you have access to LinkedIn learning and lynda.com for free because you're a student. And so when you take those uh, classes or segments, LinkedIn gives you certificates, letting people know that you are a strategic thinker, that not only do you say that you know PowerPoint, but you've taken the class and taken a quiz to get those certifications and those badges, which adds credibility to you as well. 100%, I couldn't agree more. I didn't know about the, the Linda and LinkedIn learning thing until about six months ago, and I wish I learned about it earlier because there's just so many courses on there and it's free. So why would you, like college kids love free stuff, so why are you saying no to learning for free? Yeah, I mean, I think about it, um, if you're going into finances or if you're going into accounting and you get badges on accounting, you get badges on budgeting or strategic planning or, I mean, everything else, it, it just gives you so much credibility. And so it's all about that. It's about the social proof. It's about the credibility. It's about helping get, take away that risk that employers have when they're looking to hire and saying, hiring this guy is no risk. Um, and that's going to help you increase th your profile on jobs. Justin, anything else, you, uh, any question that you wish I would have asked you that maybe I haven't gotten a chance to do so yet? Um, ah, you, hit, you hit us with our question that we love to ask too. Let's see. What would be, why did you start creating content? So Justin, why did you start creating content? <laughs> So I started following a guy named Gary V. He kept on yelling at me to create content basically through his content and I just started it and I loved it. And specifically on LinkedIn, at the time I, um, I created a, a post about just spamming and why people should stop spamming on LinkedIn. And I only had 200, uh, 200 followers at the time. 
and it, I think at the peak it was at almost 30,000 views. And I was like, wow, there's some virality aspect to this. I'd always been interested in like marketing and everything like that. So I was like, all right, let's dive a little bit deeper into the virality aspect. And now I get about 50,000 views on my content every month and like 3,000 profile views. So it's just grown like crazy ever since then. Justin, this is great, man. Um, how can the audience get to know you a little bit more? Where can they follow you? Yeah, so the best place, um, if you want to follow us on social media, on pretty much every platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's at GetChoGrindUp. So that's G-E-T-C-H-O-G-R-I-N-D-U-P. Um, if, and if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's Justin. It's just Justin Wynn. And yeah, I'll send me a message saying you got it from this podcast and I'll connect with you. We'd love to hop on a call. Love it. One last question is I always finish every episode with this. And we've talked now for about 30 minutes, you know, a little bit about your story. We talked a lot, a lot about LinkedIn and what students can do. But if the student listening to this right now could only take away one piece of advice, what would you hope that would be? try something and I think that's a mindset that is kind of subdued in school because it's like you need to get an A and if you get an F you're a failure and everything like that you have to learn to fail and you have to try as many things as possible especially when you're growing up because you never you never know what you're good at until you try it right at least for me when I started growing up I used to hate vegetables I never tried it I just watched everything that I saw on like Codename Kids Next Door and like how they didn't like vegetables. And I was like, okay, vegetables are bad. And then I started growing up and I was like, and heard about all these health benefits of eating vegetables. And I tried a vegetable and I was like, this is actually not bad when it's cooked right. And now I like vegetables. Same thing goes with content marketing. Same thing goes for all that. I started off as an athletic training major and I finished off my career in finance and now I'm doing marketing. All I can tell you is just try things because you never know what you're going to fall in love with. Justin, I mean, this episode, I think, is so full, full of content, actionable things students can do. The last piece of advice you gave is amazing. Try, fail, get up. You know, it doesn't matter how many times you fail. It's about just getting up one more time more than you failed. Uh, absolutely great. Everybody, I encourage you to connect with Justin. Follow his movement. Follow his podcast. Follow his brand. Justin is an absolutely amazing, amazing person. And I, you won't be disappointed because this guy, all he cares about is providing value to his audience and really empowering the younger generation, you know, to get up, you know, work and then reach their goals. So Justin, uh, thank you so much for coming to this podcast, uh, providing so much knowledge to the audience. I look forward to seeing you continue to reach your goals and dreams. And everybody listening to this podcast, thank you so much and catch you guys on the next episode. If you've listened thus far to this episode of the podcast, you absolutely rock. But now I need your help. Please make sure you subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you so much and talk to you soon.